It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA draft profile continues this time with my second best player in this draft, Jalen Green. The NBA playoffs heat up and so much more all coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at G1.com. Call in the show for 05362-7128. On today's show... We will have another 2021 NBA draft profile giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's prospect brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. We're going to talk about Jalen Green of the G League Ignite. If you've listened to this show before, you know that I love Jalen Green. That Jalen Green is one of my top guys in this draft, my number two prospect in this entire NBA draft. Let's get into his overview because on this podcast, we're going to give you everything you need to know about Jalen Green. Measurable strengths, weaknesses, how he fits with Oklahoma City, where he's slotted to go at right now in mock drafts and big boards and things like that. We're diving into it at full capacity right now. This week, we've already covered Keon Johnson, James Knight, Cade Cunningham, and now we've covered Jalen Green. Let's get into it now. As Jalen Green stands 6'5", weighs 165 pounds, the unofficial wingspan is about 6'7". We'll see that at the Combine uh, later on this month, what his actual wingspan is. He's 19 years old, of course, elected to forego college and went to the new G League Ignite program the first year of its of its existence. Features two top five picks in, in Green and Kaminga. We're focusing right now on Jalen Green. Jalen Green is an elite athlete, but can also lead this league in scoring for years to come. That's kind of where we're at in the overview of Jalen Green. And because he's such a good athlete, that really opens up his game. He can blow by and beat almost any defender. And the fact that he was still able to have that success with his athleticism in the G League is more important and more beneficial than if he would have done this in college. Because in the G League, he's facing off with guys who are of that NBA ilk and not, not getting those opportunities to play Northwest Tech University. So the fact that his athleticism still shined in the G League with guys who are on the cusp of an NBA roster was very impressive. But because of his ability to attack the rim, 
and, and get to the rim at will. It allows him to have the defense on their heels, and he can pull out his great step back in the mid-range. He can have defenses sagging off of him, not because of his shot. His shot's pretty good, but because of the fact that you can't get blown by, right? So if you, you've got to pick your poison at some point, and you'd rather him shoot a three than drive to the rim, because if he gets to the rim, it's an easy two points because he can finish through contact. He has a soft, feathery touch around the rim. You're going to have to foul him, send him to the line. He can make his free throws at, a, at an above 80% clip. Like, this guy is special. Like, he's going to lead this league at least a couple of times in scoring, if not more, and dominate scoring in this league for a long time to come because of all these factors. He plays well off ball against the rim. He's a brilliant cutter. Picks his spots very well on when he needs to cut to the rim and take advantage of the defense because the defense, again, is in, his tough, is in a tough spot even when the ball's not in his hands. Even while he's playing off ball, the defense doesn't really know what to do because he can shoot 36% from three. He's shooting 80% from the free throw line, which suggests that he'll get even better from beyond the arc. And again, the soft touch around the rim also suggests that as well. So we can imagine he might get even better than 36% from beyond the arc. And so teams have to respect his jump shot, but they can't just smother him out in the perimeter because he can blow by them. So at any point, defenses are in a tough spot whenever facing off with Jalen Green. And that step back that he pulls out while driving to the rim is just unfair. Like whenever he actually masters that at 19 years old, it's his go-to move. We'll see whenever it is that he can actually master that completely. It's no shame to not have that mastered yet at 19. Whenever he masters that, which he will, good night. I mean, good luck. Good luck stopping this guy. I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is going to be to try to stop Jalen Green. What you're going to try to do to stop Jalen Green. He's that good. He's going to command your top defender pretty soon in this league. He's a plus ball handler, not great at it, but a plus ball handler that can really manipulate defenses. Needs more structure, though, as a playmaker. Like, I don't think that he can ever be a point guard necessarily and and only a point guard. He needs that structure of a design play of, okay, on this, what you're going to do, Jalen, is just do a pick and roll. That's it. Or or you're going to run floppy, but you're only going to pass to this shooter. Like, he needs that structure because whenever he's left up to his own devices as as a playmaker, he kind of gets overwhelmed a little bit. And not to say he's specifically overwhelmed in actuality in his mind, but on the floor, what we're watching is a guy who looks overwhelmed because he's throwing bad passes and he kind of just doesn't really know exactly what to do as a playmaker because he's playing so fast and guys aren't playing as fast as he is. So he kind of is, is ahead of his teammates. So he needs the structure if you're going to put him as a, as a ball handler. But in that said structure, because of his ball handling, because of his, his ability to attack the rim, he can be a really good pick and roll guy. He can be a really good um, playmaker in spurts. And if he could ever slow his game down, which he doesn't really have to because he's going to play really fast, sure, but try to stop him because he's playing so fast. But if he does slow his game down, it allows for the defenses to not only collapse into the paint onto him, but it would allow for him to kick out to his teammates who are now open. It's what Shea does very well. Shea plays pretty slow. Uh, Shea plays much, much slower than Jalen Green. And thus, whenever he drives to the rim and teams respect him in doing so, he's able to find the kickout. I'm not sure if Jalen Green will be able to find that kickout because he plays so fast. But on the other hand, by the time the defense collapsed to him, he's already at the rim and he's already making a shot at the rim. So it's, it's like not really a negative. It's just pointing out that he can't really be a true point guard in my mind. In my mind, he's an absolute bucket getter at the two. And that's kind of it. Like I don't really see him being versatile enough to play the three, 
or to play the one. I think he's a shooting guard that is just going to be a, a league-leading scorer. And you love that. You love that for Jalen Green uh, in this draft. I think he's a nice off-ball defender with great hands, but that's kind of the only defensive compliment you're going to get from Jalen Green's game. But the biggest strength to me is I love this guy's mentality. And in this draft class where you can rank any of these top five guys, two through five, right? Of course, you have Kate number one, and that's just locked away, thrown away. So any of these two through five guys, you can swap them any which direction, make any combination you want to, and it wouldn't necessarily be crazy, especially two through four. And whenever you start the separation process, one of those things that I'm interested in with Jalen Green is how his mentality will separate him from the pack. Because at different points, Coach Shaw has called him, who's the Jalen Knight coach, has called him and his mentality that of Kobe Bryant, who Shaw was very close with, obviously. And so Jalen Green wants to be special, and he wants to be the best, and he wants to work, and he wants to put in all that he can into this game to fix whatever issues he may have. He could very well fix his defense. He could very well become a more uh, consistent shooter. He, he, he could fix all these flaws because of how bad he wants to work. No one's going to outwork Jalen Green in this draft class. Not Kate Cunningham, not Evan Mobley for sure, not any of these other players in this draft class will outwork Jalen Green. I can promise you that without a doubt. And so whenever you have a guy who's going to work very hard like that and you have a coaching staff like the Thunder who get the best out of guys and who can squeeze out talent, that sounds like a match made in heaven. It sounds like a, a, a dream come true for both parties. And the, and the great thing about his jump shot, by the way, he's still shooting 36% for me on the arc in the G League Ignite. Like, like in the G League bubble, he shot 36% for me on the arc. Like th- That's a nice percentage, and that's a pretty effective percentage considering how elite he is at getting to the rim and, and getting there at will and scoring in the mid-range, scoring with that step back, scoring at the cup. Like, like that's pretty good. I mean, that, that's respectable enough to where you got to give him that shot and he'll he'll make you pay for it a few times. You've at least got to respect him enough to not just stand at the elbow or stand at the block when he's in the corner. Like you've got to at least play somewhat respectable defense on him, which then plays into how athletic and explosive that he is. While he might not be a great playmaker, I really love his ball handling and that ball handling is what allows him to create shots for himself and create separation. I'm not sure how good he'll be at creating for others, but I know he'll create great shots for himself. Coming up, let's talk about his weaknesses. Let's talk about where he's available at in these mock drafts, his ceiling, his floor, his NBA comps, his fit with the Thunder, and so much more. But I do want to tell you right now about the Michelob Ultra moment of this season. I think we get tonight. I think that tonight is going to be the Michelob Ultra moment of the season as the Clippers head into Dallas for game six, down 3-2, if the Clippers get bounced in the first round, just those those Clippers draft assets of the Thunder control get so much more valuable. And, and they're kind of at a crossroads because I don't think Kawhi will leave. I think that Kawhi loves being in L.A. I'm not sure what Paul George's trade value is. It's certainly not SGA, Gallinari, and seven first-round picks, but the Clippers want a win-now player. Is the win-now player you're going to get for Paul George better than Paul George? when you can't attach any assets to Paul George, like you can only trade him straight up. So it seems unfixable in LA, especially getting bounced in the first round. If the Mavericks can close it out in either tonight's game or in game seven, the Mavs have two chances 
at winning this series. The Clippers have won. It'll be game seven if they can get there. But obviously, as we all are Mavs fans tonight, if the Mavs win, it will create joy, happiness, and enjoyment. And you can further enjoy this game, and I'll be doing this myself, by grabbing a Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. So let's all be joyful and create the success for the Dallas Mavericks. Enjoyment is not the end game. It's the whole game. I'll have a Michelob Ultra while watching the Mavericks tonight. You should too. Michelob Ultra is incredible. Try them out right now. Only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Tonight will be one of the biggest moments for the Thunder this season because it can really swing the pendulum on how other teams view those Clippers draft picks. Not only how you can catch them in in the draft, but how other teams deem them in value to where you could catch them in on the trade market if you have a guy that you really want to go out there and trade for. So this is a big deal in a multitude of ways for the Thunder. Let's see how it works out tonight in Dallas. Go Mavs. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod.com. And now let's get into the weaknesses for Jalen Green. So one weakness is I don't foresee him ever being a good defender. I know the mentality. I know that he has uh, upside in his frame. Uh, but I think he's always going to be a guy who's just simply a gambler, right? He's a nice off-ball defender, very good awareness, can get have his quick hands and get in the passing lanes. I think that that's all he's going to be defensively. I just call it what it is. I don't think he's going to be a great on-ball defender, even a good on-ball defender, even an average on-ball defender. I think he's going to be a hideable on-ball defender uh, where he's going to gamble a ton in the passing lanes and it's going to kind of be a kind of a boom or bust reward system uh, defensively for him. That's a big weakness. you got to find a way now to hide this guy because he's so good on the offensive end, you have to have him on the floor and he's going to be a star in this league. But on the opposite end, where are you going to stick him on defense? But this has happened to a multitude of players in the NBA. You see them every single night even in the postseason, where they're being hit on on defense. It's no real big deal, but it is a flaw, uh, and it is a weakness for Jalen Green. Again, right now, I don't see him being a point guard. So right out of the gate, I don't see his potential as a point guard trying to look out long-term. I think that he's a shooting guard for sure and kind of just shoehorning into that shooting guard role. I don't see him having versatility on the offensive end or defensive end. I think defensively, of course, you're going to hide him. Offensively, he can really only play the two, Maybe the three offensively, but still we're really going to put him on that two position the entire his entire career uh, to where that lack of versatility might hurt him for some teams. Mark, for example, loves versatility, so it could hurt him in Mark's evaluation of him. But in general, 
not a big deal because I'm giving you an elite shooting guard versus a guy who can play three positions but is good and not elite. Jalen Green's elite. And I think that in certain spurts, he could be a point guard, like in a five-minute stretch or 10-minute stretch, uh, but I don't want to be the point guard from, from tip-off to the end of the game, right? I don't want to be a point guard for 48 minutes. I want him to be a point guard for maybe a few possessions, not necessarily the entire game uh, at all. His frame needs to make a huge leap. Like, you need to add uh, more to his frame and fill in his frame correctly. But when does that stop the Thunder at all? Like, ever. When has the Thunder ever cared about having to change a guy's frame entering the draft? Uh, it doesn't really matter. You trust your guys at the NBA level. If, you, if you're scouting a guy and you see that he can do all this stuff offensively, you see that he can do all this stuff as a, as a player, and the one thing you're concerned about is his frame, you just... You don't even really worry about that because you trust your staff and you trust your strength and conditioning staff to get him right, especially whenever he's a guy that works as hard as Jalen Green does. The one other knock on Jalen Green is how fast he plays. Like, he's just playing 100 miles a minute. Uh, but for me, as long as it's not leading to high turnovers and, and bad shot selection, which I'm sure it will next year, for example, I'm sure that in his 19-year-old season, in his rookie year, he's going to do those things. He's a rookie. Uh, but long-term... He's going to play fast. Yeah, try to stop him. Like, try to stay in front of him. Try try to defend him while he's playing that fast. Uh, and, and I'm sure his turnovers will be higher than, than the average Joe, uh, but his production will be higher than the average Joe as well. So I, I'm not really concerned about how fast he plays. I think it's pretty interesting if the Thunder did get him and you have this, this super slow, you know, almost playing slow motion SGA who's very methodical, and he's just kind of driving down the floor. And then you have Jalen Green, who's just the energizer bunny. It's going to go 100 miles a minute like he's just drank five cups of cafecito. It's it's incredible what it could look like on the floor. And then, by the way, you still have Pogu lingering around in the corner, standing 7-2. This team has potential to be very wacky and very fun, and I really hope that it is whenever they draft Jalen Green. So where will Jalen Green get drafted? Like, where are his prospects looking at like his his uh availability looking at the ringer has him at four the athletic has him at four cbs has him at four tankathon you guessed that has him at four now espn bleacher report nbc and DraftNet all have him at three and then on my big board which we released last week on my big board he is number two i have him that's the second best prospect in this draft class without question for me like i don't even i don't even hesitate to say that I have him as the second best prospect in this draft class. He's that good to me. And I just love the mentality of this kid. I, I love talking to him. I love talking to Co- Coach Shaw about him. He's going to be great in this league. His ceiling is a league-leading score for years to come. That carries an offense. It's the number one option offensively on a title team. He's that good. Like, like That's his ceiling. That's what he can become. His floor is really going to only be that of a, of a empty stat guy, right? Like, like he gets the empty stat label from the media. Oh, he's putting up all these points, but he doesn't win anything, which most of the time is by proxy of not having a team built around him, which I don't foresee that happening in Oklahoma City, for example. Uh, that's the floor for him. I think that no matter how you slice it, he's going to dominate this league with his scoring ability. It could be on a title team, could be as an empty stat guy. That part of it really comes down to the team and the organization he gets drafted to, for the most part, right? So that's how high I am on this guy. That's why he's number two on my board, because his floor is still a guy that wrecks this league with scoring. His NBA comps for me, 
Bradley Beal is a good one, I think, but not so much of the three-point shooting. Russell Westbrook with a bit of a jump shot, like more of a jump shot than Russell Westbrook had, but the same kind of mentality and the energy and the, uh, you know, playing so fast and attacking the rim, uh, but more of a jump shot than Russell Westbrook had. But the mentality is there with Russ, the ability to get to the baskets there, like Russ. Obviously, Russ is a better frame than Jalen Green right now. But if you can draft a guy who is in any way is going to be Russ Westbrook, you, you take that at any point in this draft. And obviously, he's not going to be the playmaker and the, and the point guard that Russ is. But just overall offensively, I, I, I liken a lot of the stuff that he does to Russ's game. But Bradley Beal, in the sense of a, a guy that leads the league in scoring and just is a top scoring threat in this league. And hopefully, Green's jump shot can progress to the point of Bradley Beal. I don't think it's a jump shot problem necessarily. It's just kind of a consistency problem uh, because he has a nice form. He, again, shot 36% from, from three already in the G League. Uh, but getting it there consistently, especially in the catch and shoot, because if he's not going to be that point guard, he's going to play more off ball. And SGA, of course, is an elite player at the drive and kick. So being able to cash those in on the catch and shoot will be a big deal if he can, if he can kind of improve his numbers there in that aspect. It'll do wonders for his game. So that's the ceiling and floor. That's the NBA comps. That's where he's available in this draft. Now let's get into how the Thunder fits with him and how he fits with the Thunder future role, rotational impact, roster impact, why the Thunder should take him and why the Thunder shouldn't take him. But first, I'm going to say right now, about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. It's true. Ever need 20 years ago. And you know what? If you didn't go there 20 years ago, kick yourself right now. But make sure you write that wrong by going in there right now. The best time to plant sure is 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. So check it out, rockauto.com. Tell them that Lockdown sent you. And the how did you hear about us box? And they'll know what to do from there. Their website is incredible. It's so easy to navigate. Put in your make, your model, your year, and they're only going to show you car parts that are compatible with your vehicle. That way, you're not wasting money, parts, time on, on things you cannot use, parts you do not need. Trust me, it's a lifesaver. RockAuto.com, amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will need. RockAuto.com. Now, I want to say about your friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is phenomenal. It's a great tasting protein bar. Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors. Uh, and sometimes they even have occasional seasonal flavors. But right now, what they have all the time is coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone at BuiltBar.com. My favorite flavor is the peanut butter brownie option. Try that out today. You're going to love it. However, if you don't know your favorite flavor yet, that's no, no, no harm. Just go ahead and order the mixed box. The mixed box gives you two flavors, uh, two of every flavor. You can try them all and then reorder the one that you love the most. I love, again, the peanut butter brownie option, so try that out as well. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. It's great. It's amazing. Try them out today, billboard.com, promo code LOCK15. That's promo code LOCK15 at billboard.com for 15% off your next order. Now let's get into the NBA draft profile, finishing up Jalen Green uh, with his fit with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So his future role on any NBA team for me is an NBA star, like a multi-time all-star, a multi-time scoring leader, uh, a possible MVP. Of course, a lot of that depends on team success at times and 
the, the lack of defense could hurt him in that race, but he's going to be that special of a talent. His rotational fit next year is simply a starter. I think you start him right away. But long-term, his roster fit will be that of a number one option. Like, he'll be a number one offensive option. He'll lead your offense. He'll make sure you have a great offense, and he'll play well off of SGA, and he'll be your, your number one. The roster impact on this, what does he impact on this roster? I don't think anything, really. Like, I don't think that he changes your core or forces anybody out. I think that you need to find a way to hide him defensively, uh, but you have Lou Dort, you have SGA who can slide to the three on defense. Uh, you have the flexibility right now, which is a good thing. The Thunder have built a core so far and have laid a foundation so far of versatility to allow you to take a guy like Jalen Green, who's not going to be very versatile, who's going to be a number two, and he's going to be a bad defender. And, and you can hide that. You, as long as he's the best player available, you can hide that. And he is the best player available beyond number one. So I don't think he takes a spot of anybody. I don't think that he, that he kind of ruins a roster in any way. I think he's a really good fit. So that's why the Thunder should take him. He's an elite scorer. Uh, he, can be, he can be a team's number one option. Uh, he's going to be the second best player in this draft class. He's going to play well off ball next to Shea. Uh, and in certain spurts of a game, he can play on ball, of course, because of how good he is at driving to the rim. The only real reason why the Thunder shouldn't take him is because of how they value defense, because of how Mark values defense. And this is a guy who, while he's going to work really hard, I'm not sure he's ever going to be a good defender. Like, like, I'm not sure he's ever going to get to that to that level. And that could be a, a tough pill to swallow for the Thunder to try to draft a guy like that. But the pros far outweigh the cons. And he's a hard worker that you can that you can kind of mold his frame into a better frame. So he very well could turn into a good defender. I just don't foresee that right now, if we're being completely honest and transparent. But when you look at all these things he does well, it's natural for a coaching staff in a front office to have hubris and saying, hey, you know what? we can make him a good defender. We can make him a great defender. So even that, I'm not necessarily sure it's a negative on why the Thunder shouldn't draft him because they can just talk themselves into them being the team to unlock his defensive potential. He does have some, uh, but I just don't see him ever really fulfilling that, especially exerting the offense, uh, exerting the effort it takes to be an offensive threat uh, to that capacity of a number one scorer and a league leading scorer. I, I love this kid. I think that he's going to be a great player. I wouldn't take him over Cade, but I'd take him over anybody else in this draft. I'm super excited for what he can be for the Thunder, and I'm excited to just watch him play in the NBA in general, no matter who gets him. Whoever is lucky enough to draft this guy, special. He's a special, special, special talent. I cannot wait to watch him play at the next level. Let me know what you think of Jalen Green on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Let me know what you think of him and how he can fit with the Thunder, and let me know who you think will win tonight's game, the Clippers or the Mavericks. A lot hanging in the balance in that game. Cannot wait for that to tip off as well. Next week on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, we're going to have our second installment of our mock draft, our 2.0 mock draft, which we're going to do every single week leading up to the lottery with the lottery teams around the network. We're going to have more draft profiles and our chat with Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter, uh, starting off a weekly chat with our draft expert, getting all the insight of this upcoming NBA draft. So much more Coming up on Locked on Thunder, thank you all for listening, for tuning in, for subscribing, following along on this journey. Been a great year on Locked on Thunder. Looking forward to another great year coming up this year. Hopefully, we get a ton of lottery luck on June 22nd, which is only like 19 days away or whatever now. Excited for it. Excited to share the lottery experience with you guys and break down this NBA draft even further. But until then... Be good and be good to one another. 
We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.